There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your setting. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Rarely going where no one has gone before. Welcome to the Captain's Chair, our Star Trek Lower Decks podcast on the Fangirl Zone. I am Redshirt Dave, and joining me on this mission into the unknown is... Lieutenant Commander Jazz. And I'm Chief Engineer Steve, and today we'll be discussing Episode 1 of Season 2 of Star Trek Lower Decks. So, uh, Jazz is a lieutenant commander, and I'm still stuck as a red shirt. Yeah, what's wrong with that? (laughs) (laughs) I think that sounds great. (laughs) Was it my bad behavior? (laughs) That might have something to do with it. (laughs) Too much shore leave with Scotty. Yeah, you keep going, getting, you know, reduced in rank, because you had too much fun. (laughs) (laughs) So, Jazz, let's get right into some initial reactions here, or do we skip Steve's intro? I think you skipped Steve's intro. No, I did it. <laughs> did you? Oh, okay. oh that was impressive. <laughs> so, Jazz, what, you, what was your initial reaction for the show? What'd you think? I liked it. I actually thought it was cool that they talked a little bit about where they were saying, okay, Beermer's probably having a grand old time and he has a wonderful bunk. And then you cut to him and he's like screaming his head off, going, ah, what do you mean? What maneuver? What do we do? Ah, oh. Doesn't understand the jazz metaphors that yeah. Rector's given him. And so, <laughs> It was a very good example of opposites. They think that he's having a wonderful time, but in reality, he got what he wanted, but yeah. it wasn't what he expected. And the rest of the team was getting along without him, but still missed him and sort of had happy endings in certain areas, but still left you wanting more. So I thought it was a very good season two episode. Okay. Was that a recap or initial reaction? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Lieutenant Commander, my finger quotes in the air. I'm an overachiever. What can I say? (laughs) Steve, what'd you think? (laughs) Oh, what a great episode. Love the couple of callback. I mean, we open right up with a callback, but yeah, I I enjoyed it. I love how Mariner and the captain finally admitted their feelings that this wasn't going to work and Ramson being all butt hurt. Because they were more of a team than him and the captain. And Tindy just came flying out of her shell in this episode. Oh, yeah. Do you think she's going to be the designated neurotic? Yeah. Because that that was Boimler's job, right? Absolutely. How long before he comes back? I don't know. I think we'll see him back on the Cerritos probably at the earliest episode three, latest episode four. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I think we're going to get one episode of Boimler on the Titan, and that'll be too much. <laughs> yeah, he'll yeah. probably screw up horribly and get booted back. Yeah. Yeah, I think Riker's going to do him a favor. I think they'll uh, go and have a joint mission or something like that, and he goes, Oh, wow, no one's better than you. Maybe you should jump on the Cerritos and help him out. Okay, slam goes the door. <laughs> <laughs> well, in some of the previews, we saw Boimler with the Borg implant, so... <laughs> that might oh, be God. the thing that breaks him. <laughs> That's hilarious. 
that's a good thing to break it. Sheesh. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I got a brief recap for all. for y'all. Episode 1, Strange Energies. Approximately three months after the events of Season 1 finale, the USS Cerritos is dispatched on a mission where it ends up on a sci-fi event resulting in Strange Energy, which Commander Ransom inadvertently absorbs. So we open on the holodeck of the Cerritos, where Ensign Beckett is being interrogated by a Cardassian prison. And of course, yeah, cool. immediately think chain of command. <laughs> <laughs> Mariner tells the Cardassian interrogating her that in the months that she and her mother, Captain Carol Freeman, have been working together, the line between them have blurred too much. So we mm-hmm. automatically find out that Mariner is not real happy with this arrangement that they've come up with. And so she breaks free of her restraints and takes the officer hostage in a great battle. I mean, she just never misses. <laughs> yeah. And she passes a hologram of Boimler, who begs her to release him, but... That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> They're yeah, showing me lights. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> and she goes, nah, it's not going to happen. I'm still mad at you for accepting the promotion without saying goodbye. Yeah, I guess you can do anything you want in the, uh, the holodeck, including get even with your ex-friends. Yes. <laughs> she makes it out. Steals a Miranda-class starship and blasts her way out of the prison. And then gets interrupted by (laughs) Jennifer, who informs her that Freeman wants to see her in her ready room. And we definitely find out that Mariner is not fond of Andorians, that's for sure. Because we saw her just run over her last season. Get out of my way. (laughs) So as far as Mariner, Freeman, and Ransom are concerned, I'm glad it's mostly... Still the same. Mariner is still mostly the same, I would say. Still cocky. She has her new freedom. She wants to, she gets to do anything she wants, which like, uh, oh, this is going to be too much. And I'm glad they dumped it in the first episode. Mm-hmm. I think she, she just needs that uh, ability to grate against Starfleet and her mother specifically. Right. Otherwise, she, she wouldn't be Beckett Mariner if she didn't get to do that. Right. Yeah. But she's always doing it for good. I mean, she's right not reasons. going out and doing something that's bad or hurting people. She's yeah, trying well, to she help wanted, people. <laughs> yeah, she wanted to clean places up. Let's clean this up. Yeah, show them that they need to clean this up because there's good stuff here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's that for ransom. Interesting. What's that? I said that entered interestingly. I was just trying to clean it up. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, they're pretty clever. It's for ransom. Yeah, well, I didn't expect them to turn into Space Face. That was pretty <laughs> creepy. <laughs> I think that was an old TS reference. Yep, the original series. Oh, yeah, for sure. The yeah, I got it. Later on episode in. episode <laughs> without <Mr. Pike>. <laughs> Right, right. Uh, I, I'm just, yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, I, I like how they're, they're so casual with some of these references, too. Gary Mitchell, what they do? Well, they dropped a giant boulder on him. Hmm. They did do that. They did a few other things in addition that they didn't do in the original episode <laughs> in order to get him to no longer be God mode. <laughs> yeah, I know. I think I was, when I was at the ball game, I brought that up like, you know what their solution was? He goes, what? And so I said it. I'm like, what? And he's like, what? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't have show? been my first thought, but yeah, it, it, it was effective. <laughs> Just Mariner's first thought. Yeah, I love well, that. Well, technically, she wanted to blow him up with torpedoes. Yeah. Yeah, she was yeah. going to <laughs> tell her mom to shoot the torpedoes. <laughs> I like but how it was great what? when they're talking about their relationship in a ready room, 
and they have this long conversation and all of a sudden they realize Ransom's been standing there. Yeah. <laughs> I actually felt bad for him. <laughs> I don't normally feel bad for Ransom. So that was like a new feeling. <laughs> yeah, I can hardly believe it's, uh, hold on a second, what's his name there? Jerry O'Connell, that's it. Yeah, yeah. He's great, is it? He's terrific. <laughs> yeah, he yeah. is. Uh, and I like the Freeman character still. Uh, they still have her kind of suffering in silence. She has to go back to her red room and like grit her teeth and burn. And her only solace is her husband's contact. <laughs> well, <laughs> the she funny... was even lying to him. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Everything's yeah. great. No problem. We're all doing good here. <laughs> he's he's the admiral, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You got to lie to him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Especially but, when uh, he was telling her that she could is in line for promotion to a bigger and better ship so it's like crap i like how he was hanging up on her too i mean yeah <laughs> well deal with it click <laughs> but i'm glad awesome. they uh work things out together and so I, I appreciate the original dynamic more between mother and daughter where they i mean it's out in the open now but at least they can still clash the way they did oh yeah, yeah. they wouldn't have much comment conflict otherwise yeah <laughs> yeah their last conversation they <laughs> when they agree that they can't do it anymore yeah. Mariner knows that <laughs> security's outside the door ready to take her to the brig. <laughs> yeah. I love you. I love you. Yeah. I'm going to uh, do don't what I want. What to do. <laughs> don't tell me what to do. <laughs> so, yeah. Back in the brig. Did you notice she drew a little castle that said Mariner's HQ off to the side on the wall? In the yeah, room? that was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> like, you've been here a few times. What do you think of Rutherford and Tendy? Oh, that was a sweet story, I thought. <laughs> yeah. Good B-plot, really. Yes, absolutely it was. Because Tindy kind of figures out that something is wrong. Because all of a sudden, Rutherford is eating pears, and yeah. before he lost his memories, he hated them. So she's going to try to save him by... Removing his brain. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then she said, she's like, I'm going to put it back. <laughs> My cheese. Basically, she's being selfish. She misses their old relationship when they were a dad closer. Right. Yes. She wants things the way they were. Yep. Yes. And she didn't uh, want to lose her friend, so she's yeah. literally going to go to the extent of putting his brain out and putting it back. It'll yeah. be fine. Yeah. <laughs> and then admits, no, you don't have that, really. I just missed you in the territorial. Yep. Because so. she thought it was really odd that not only the pairs, but he's back to having dates with Ensign Barnes, which, of course, in season one, didn't go so well. And she was quick to point out, oh, by the way, don't you remember? She would rather be the one spending all of his free time with him than of Ensign Barnes. Yeah, do we really think that Tindy is jealous of Barnes? I thought so. Okay. Yeah, I tend to agree with you. I think she was just a little jealous and even though at the end, it, Rutherford can't be mad at her. She uses science. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> they both love science. They're, they're okay. both pretty agreeable. Basically, personality, they're both agreeable people. Right, yeah, absolutely. And you can see that, yeah, they've got a really great friendship. But I don't know if it'll be anything more. And so why is Tendy jealous of Barnes? I guess yeah, it's just, I don't know. Yeah, is she that possessive of a friendship with Rutherford, or is it just I, the insecurity? I think she was afraid to 
lose him. And she had said at the very end that with all of his changes, he might decide that he doesn't want to be friends with her anymore. And so her fear of losing her one of two friends on the ship overrode her logic. <laughs> Would you like to see them as a romantic couple? I vote no. Really? I thought you were the romantic. Yeah. I am. <laughs> he is. <laughs> I am. Not this one. <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> Guess not. Yeah, I mean, they're the outcasts within the ship, so there aren't that many people that they get along with, so she didn't want to lose her friend. Yeah, I kind of see them just like I see Mariner and Boimler. No, I don't want them to become a couple. Good Lord, no. Good Lord, no. Yeah, I can't see that. Of course, it was hard to see Boimler with the the girlfriend he had last season, but that was because of an alien. True. Like, she likes you a lot more than she should. Yes. (laughs) You aren't as smooth and as cool as you think you are, Brad. Right. There's there's something wrong here. (laughs) Turns out to be very much the case. Yes. (laughs) I thought it was good that Boimer actually figured out, I'm sorry, Mariner actually figured out how to use the holodeck as therapy. So she gets to beat the crap out of things while using her Cardassian as a therapist. Meanwhile, the Cardassian screaming her head off while they're in the ship. <laughs> yeah, and the reaction the Cardassian had when she <laughs> found out that, oh, this is how I get my exercise. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is what you do for fun? Yeah. <laughs> so I'm sure uh, Boimer has some regrets about going to the new ship, but he's hoping that he'll get over it or come up to speed or what. It doesn't show that he had had any friends over there, it's just sort of work, work, work. Yeah. Well, everything's interpretive, too, just like jazz. Yes. You know, just... <laughs> True. They just wing it, including the time when he... What was their face like? It wasn't melting. <laughs> but, yeah. Iconic <laughs> uh, uh, disruption. Yeah. So funny. Yeah, that was amazing. Now, did anybody else notice the difference in the opening sequence? Uh, nope, I didn't pick out anything. What'd you get? Well, the I number don't... of Borg ships were reduced, and originally it was just, what was Darkly. it? Romulans and Klingons, but now the pack lids were there. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I did see that. Yeah. So. <laughs> the Cerritos still took off. Yes. <laughs> true, Rather true. quickly. Riker's like, hey, the pack lids are there, and I didn't get invited. And I'm like, I don't remember them as being a party rate. Right. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, it's like, okay, maybe I missed that episode. <laughs> All right. Well, Dave, you got any Easter eggs and Boomer Talk for us? Oh, sure. Let me see if I can wrap my giant hands around that, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> Take a bite out of that. Oh, no. First, first of all, they, they bring back that reference from Who Mourns for Adonis, which was way back in 1967 in the original Star Trek. And, but making him have the hands and then make it like uh, the Shredos was a hamburger yeah. or something. That was hilarious. Uh, th- that was crazy. I don't know. How does your character <laughs> resolve that? But I guess they will. So, yeah, who mourns for Adonis? Uh, September 27, 1967. But that's not all. Green hands were also mentioned in the movie Star Trek Beyond. One of those things they just talk about offhand. Oh, yeah, like something green hands is going to grab the ship. <laughs> I love that. And, of course, the lights. They're shining lights on me. Yeah. Oh, boy, boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> lights. How many lights? <laughs> Did you pick up in on, on any, Steve? Oh, well, I think those were the definitely the major ones, but we definitely, did have, yeah. yeah, there was a bunch in Mariner's escape from <laughs> her 
captivity with the Cardassian in the hollow deck because we get a whole bunch of different ships. And there was a Federation runabout, uh, Jim Hadar fighters, a Nemesis era Romulan warbird, an old school Romulan bird of prey from the original series, <laughs> Federation fighter craft like the one seen on TNG's preemptive strike, and of course the Miranda class U.S. McDuck. The uh, ship nerds must have been going insane. Oh, absolutely. Because <laughs> the Miranda class was first seen in the Wrath of Khan in the form of the USS Reliant. And the bridge for the ship is basically identical to the Reliant. And of course, our showrunner Mike Mann said in 2020 that he was inspired by the Reliant for the design of the Cerritos. All cool things. Very cool. Yes, absolutely. Now, I questioned why Fred Tatastori's name is still in the credit. It was like, oh. what? <laughs> is he going to be playing his replacement? <laughs> yeah, we'll have to see about that. Now, of course, the pairs were... He a ate plus. a bunch of them. Yeah. There must plus. have been like 10 in his bunk. <laughs> yes. <laughs> now, I guess it's possible this could be a Doctor Who reference. Because in the episodes Human Nature, Twice Upon a Time, and Hellbent, the Doctor, both Tennant and Capaldi, mention hating pairs. Mm -hmm. In fact, in Human Nature, when the Doctor's memory is erased, he asked Martha Jones to never let him eat a pear. Right. Oh, that's really good. I hadn't even noticed that. And of course, <laughs> yeah, the sonic power washing was a, another one. Because sonic showers have been a... Have long been a thing in the Star Trek universe, but we've never seen sonic power washers before, so why not? <laughs> why, why not, not though? Yeah. yeah. Just takes more Dalekian crystals. Yes. <laughs> it was novel to have the captain say, okay, I can dissolve this issue with just giving him a whole bunch of praise for right. the, the captain ransom. And he's like, okay, yes, validation. I like that. But then, of course, it goes to his head, literally. <laughs> Yeah. And, and he's like, I want to be the captain. Oh, that didn't work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was a lot of fun to see you, the <laughs> captain, try to prop him up. Yeah, prop him up, and it <laughs> Ransom takes it a step too far, and she goes, oh, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> over my dead body <laughs> and then uh, Mariner has to take hands into her own feet yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then for good measure the cat doctor throws a boulder on him yeah yeah that was funny <laughs> you could see the uh, uh, fork truck standing in the background there like, yes, boulder so ready. he knew what was going to happen yeah. <laughs> it had to be yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, she was going to give him a, a hypo spray, and Ransom turns it into a ice cream, and she just licks it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you know what you're going to do. <laughs> yep, ice cream. You can't let ice cream go to waste. <laughs> that is true. Now we also got a mention of symbiote with Barnes oh, and yeah. Rutherford saying that her, you know, Barnes tells him that her sister has a symbiote, but she doesn't. And we also get another uh, mention of. Cetacean Ops. We just haven't seen it yet. <laughs> yeah. They weren't drinking anything like those Cetarian Sundays that Data would make that were really multicolored. That would have been a nice callback. Oh, absolutely. And, of course, Rutherford incorrectly referring to SMD as LDS. Now, this goes all the way back to the voyage home, where Kirk incorrectly refers to the drug LSD as LDS. Saying yeah. that Spock did a little too much of LDS back in the 60s. 
<laughs> yeah. So that's, that's quite the callback. Yes, it is. <laughs> A little deep cut there. All right. Anything? Any other thoughts on this episode? No. No, I'm good. Okay. I agree with you. It'll probably be like the third episode where Boimer steps in it too much and, and he's like, yeah, you'd be helpful over there. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> but I want to know, I thought it was a good show. Yep. Good episode. Good start. And yeah, it'll be interesting to see how Boimer manages to make it back and then how he's going to have to make up to Mariner and Rutherford and Tendy. To get yeah, they're going to have to put him the through group. the ringer somehow. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Like was mentioned before, maybe him being coming aboard for a hot minute will be enough for yeah. them to <laughs> accept him back into the group. Yeah. There might be an episode where they give him the cold shoulder and then they accept. Yeah, very true. Yeah. Well, we'd love to hear your thoughts on each and every episode this season. Our deadline for feedback is 6 p.m. Eastern every Friday during the season. And you can send your feedback via email or audio to contact us at fangirlzone.com. Please review and rate us on iTunes. Good ratings and reviews help other fans of the show find us. As there are a lot of Star Trek Lower Deck podcasts out there, tell your friends. I hope you like our podcast and don't forget to check out the other great Fangirl Zone podcasts. Well, head over to www.fangirlzone.com and you can find a myriad of ways to contact us on Facebook, Twitter, and all the other places we are at. Jazz, how can they get a hold of you? I don't know. (laughs) You have to create an email for me. Well, Twitter. Let's give them your Twitter. Twitter. <laughs> oh, that's at Jazz Heather on Twitter. And Dave, your Twitter is? Oh, I don't know. I don't even. I don't even look at that either. <laughs> no. Oh, you can find Interdimensional Dave, and I'm at the real ID Dave on Twitter. The Twit. Yeah, it's Twitless a lot of times. <laughs> more and more now. So the second episode is on August 19th and is titled Kayshawn, His Eyes Open." Ah. So until then, remember. This is Chief Engineer Steve. I had to apply concentrated force to your neutral zone. <laughs> this is Little Lieutenant Commander Jazz. That's it? Yeah, sorry, I couldn't think of one. <laughs> <laughs> she said, this is Lieutenant Commander Jazz. I've been clicking my pen the whole episode. <laughs> I'm sorry. Had I been, had you told me you have been doing that, I would have thought. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe she's got to set her phaser on stun. <laughs> yeah, true, true. And this is Redshirt Dave. I'm glad they're back, and I can't wait to spearhead the next episode. <laughs>